so this example is a little more interesting. Think about being a staffer or an assistant for a very high level politician, which I know for a fact some of you actually have been. But think about going to a you know public ceremony or event. Say you're I don't know you're on uh, Hillary Clinton's uh, not even security detail. You're just a staffer of hers or something like this. It doesn't even have to be American. It could be anywhere in the world. I'm just using that as a quick example. But you know. Every time there is a major ceremony to celebrate some type of anniversary or to hold a special event for some type of, you know, institutional opening or gathering or whatever, you know, all the like the, the high level elite events that they they put all over the news all over the world and say, oh, this is such a great thing, this and that. Notice how every single politician is wearing a flag uh, of a pin on their suit, man or woman or on their dress that is symbolic of their country, right? If you're American, you're going to wear the American flag and this and that. So imagine you put on the pin, you're an American, let's just say I'm using this just as an example, and you're given the pin to put on your, 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 um, on your chest before the ceremony is going to start, and then all of a sudden, someone else, a security detail on, on, your, on your staffing team comes to you and says, no, 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 not this pin, take this pin, and they put another pin on you, but it seems to be the same type of pin, and you don't think much of it, right? You're just thinking, okay, whatever, right? Let's get on with the ceremony. Let's get this stupid thing over with, right? So anyways, long story short, what ends up happening is once the ceremony is over, you see all these like, you know, military boats because you're near an ocean or a sea or what have you, and you're like, okay, this is probably part of the ceremony and what have you, and as everyone's leaving the ceremony, you realize a lot of people are feeling very tired and fatigued. And then as you're leaving and you're getting into your car or whatever in, the, in the, the security detail, you hear other people saying, you know, holy shit, like, man, I'm super tired. I don't know why this and that. Now, before I go on, I just want to say that that will come full circle by the end of this episode and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. But I do want to give a special shout out to Joseph and Brandon, as well as Lena to all three of you. Thank you so much for watching the show. And thank you so much with some of the research that you've been sending me as well. I really do appreciate that. And more shout outs will be coming tomorrow as well, too. And in the following days as well, I promise you, as always, I will get to everybody. With that being said, I also do want to mention as well. We do have a Patreon. It is. Uh, it does help support the show. It's basically what keeps the show alive in a lot of different ways. We talk about a lot of things that I cannot discuss publicly that I really wish I could. But on top of that, we analyze very rare footage and things like this. And, and we tie it into a lot of things that I would definitely get, uh, get banned for publicly. But anyways, let's get into it. Project Metacosm, extorting public tribunals for saline extraction. Now, you might be saying, okay, hold on. What does that even mean? Let's just break this down very simply as we always do. First off, if you type in what does metacosm mean, you're going to find not even on Wikipedia, it doesn't even really exist. You're going to find here. Metacosm is a system that encompasses cosmos systems, so macrocosm, mesocosm, and microcosm, a transcendent field of higher forces beyond the macrocosm or the created world. So we can argue the Akashic Records, the metaphysical side of it, and you name it, right? But what's more important is this this article right here. According to ancientcode.com, MIT scientists, there is an invisible force field protecting Earth. Now, you might be saying, Dave, why are you showing me this? You've talked about this for months and months and months, different types of energy fields surrounding the globe and things like this, so why even bringing this up? I bring this up because this is directly corresponding, corresponding excuse me, with that of the Trilateral Commission, and I'll tell you why. 
Allegedly, the coordinates placed based on the Orion lines, the Nazca lines, and a handful of other geographical locations that Google Earth has also blocked out seems to be synchronistic with that of where the Trilateral Commission occurs. Now, for those who don't know very quickly, the Trilateral Commission is a non-governmental, non-partisan, don't believe that part, discussion group founded by David Rockefeller in July 1973 to foster closer cooperation between Japan, Western Europe, and North America. So I want you guys to keep this in mind. This is very very, very important. Now, what's interesting about all of this is what we're going to find is that at these ceremonies, just like the example I gave in the beginning, whether it's the, you know, the opening of a, a presidential library or, you know, a ceremony to celebrate uh, X amount of years at Pearl Harbor. And again, I'm not trying to disrespect the military. I have tremendous respect for them. But again, there are certain things that occur at these events that are quite odd and we have to call them like it is right now. What happens here is that the Trilateral Commission holds meetings that occur very closely to the sub-global network locations, and we'll see that very quickly by looking at this right here, alienresearchfederation.wordpress.com. Notice some of the coordinates of different places, you know, like Arizona Mountains or the Munns Park, Arizona, or many different places, all, you know, California, and these are all in facilities that are directly perpendicular to where certain meetings take place within the Trilateral Commission, which geographically seems to be a bit too coincidental, but that's not even the best part here. So let's take a look very quickly at this right here. According to UFO Sightings uh, Hotspot.blogspot.com, not exactly a mainstream media website, but this is going to come full circle. UFO disc coming out of jump gate in space. Now take a look at some of these images, guys. All right. Now, it says here, more of these strange lights have been captured on the ISS live feed the last few days. Could it be that these flashes are jump gates or wormholes from which UFOs emerge? Now, take a look very closely at this picture right here. Don't you see a face, a bit of a humanoid structure, the eyes there with the nose, right? And then you see the shoulders coming down there, which is quite peculiar and interesting, but that's not even the point here. The point here is this. The reason for these ceremonies to take place is that people who are not wearing a specific type of pin are the ones that are actually having their energy drained through ether usage that actually allows for different organ frequencies to emit this type of weaponized system. Now, you might be saying, Dave, what type of weaponized system are you talking about? Let's take a look here very quickly. We're going to see here. C-based X-band radar, and for those that have served in the military, you'll know what I'm talking about, but the C-based X-band radar, or the SBX-1, is a floating, self-propelled, mobile, active, electronically scanned array, early warning radar station designed to operate in high winds and heavy seas. It was developed as part of the United States Department of Defense Missile Defense Agencies, or MDA, Ballistic Missile System Defense. The radar is mounted on a fifth-generation CS-50 twin-hulled, semi-submersible oil platform. Conversion of the vessel was carried out at the Armed Fields Yard in Brownsville, Texas, end quote. Long story short, here's what's interesting. If you check out Patreon later in the day today, we're going to tie in a lot of different things that George Bush and his father's company had ties to as well. But the main thing here is this. What we're going to find is that this is not only used to defend against anti-ballistic missiles. A handful of sources have told me, as well as some of the documents and uh, resources we're going to be evaluating here as well, is that we are going to find that this is not only to defend against anti-ballistic missile systems. And you may be saying, okay, Dave, how do you know this and what have you? So let's work our way into it very steady, but appropriately. So let's take a look here. Now, this is according to AbideMiracles.com. In the shadow government, five branches may be identified. The br these branches are the executive branch, the intelligence branch, branch, the war department, the weapons industry branch, and the financial department. 
all right? An analysis of the overall purpose of these five branches suggests that the overall purpose of the shadow government is to exercise covert control by establishing national and international policy independent of the established government, by developing high-tech arms and equipment, and with these, establishing small, specialized, highly mobile elite military units to affect these covert policies when need arises without having to rely on the official and unreliable quote-unquote armed services whose subservience to the shadow government is reasonably suspect <clears throat> now here's what's interesting as well too end quote what's also very I guess we could say peculiar is that this is a constant purpose and form of drop feeding that allows for different technologies to be used on the public level as say you know defense against other countries but guys we all know realistically it's a puppet show what we're seeing here is that some of these devices and some of these lasers and sensors and you name it are as a matter of fact used to actually shoot energy beams up into different areas of believe it or not the moon as well as different areas of space within our galaxy relative to the distance of the energetic field around it so let's take a look here very quickly beam transmission optical system or btos now let's take a look here the development of the beam transmission optical system btos is a portion of a larger project entitled space laser electric energy or saline all right, so you see where the title of this episode comes from. The Salient Project utilizes a high-energy free electron laser to transfer energy from the ground to orbiting spacecraft or other space targets such as a lunar base. The BTOS, the Beam Transmission Optical System, is the system that delivers the beam energy from the laser to the target. The primary mission's objective of Selene is to provide energy for operation and geosynchronous satellites including steady state power for operations, periodic low power for station keeping, periodic high power during eclipses, and high power for transfer orbit apogee burn. Selene will also provide energy for operation at middle and high earth orbits of 3000 kilometers. Now, finally, Selene will provide continuous steady state energy for operation of a lunar base. So, this is when it's going to come full circle. And then we'll get into the smaller details, which are just as significant as well. The people that attend these mass elite events are not because the elites want to seem like, oh, you know, they're mingling with regular people. They don't care about that, right? Whether it's high-level politicians or, you know, basically high-level, um, you know, royalty, you name it. It's to extract energy from regular people which is why so many people leave these events feeling tired. And by the way, you can look this up. This is not even something where you got to say, oh, Dave, you know, I need to see a document or something. You can literally look this up. People will leave these events feeling exhausted and they generally think, well, you know, most times it's a sunny day. We're out outside. You know, I, I tend to get tired when I'm outside. So they kind of think nothing of it. But the pins... This is what we're getting back to from the beginning. The pins that the elites wear and the elites of the teams wear are actually pins that are made of very ancient vibrational glass that seem to prote protect from the energy that these, I guess we could say, I mean, lasers, if you will. I mean, I guess we could call them, uh, again, I, I don't want to use the word C or the term C-based X-band radar because I don't want to disrespect the people who have served with this type of technology. I'm just saying there's an alternative form of technology on there that many are unbeknownst to, right? And so that's why I don't want to call it by its official name because I don't want to confuse the two. But ultimately, it's using the C-based X-band radar, particularly the circular part of it, to emit energy, 
all right, extracted from regular civilians into space, and that energy is allocated for different things. One of the things it's allocated for is, again, the images I showed right here. UFO disc coming out of jump gate in space. They're trying to regulate how many UFO craft or alien craft can come to and from space, and they're trying to reinforce this energetic wall that also is connected to the soul cycle. So there's multiple different energetic forms that are harnessing ether and frequential energy from human organs. And again, they don't have to, these people don't have to be dead. They just need to be conglomerated or coalitioned into a certain area physically in a geographical sense to extract that energy, which is why I've said in the live streams before too, you go to, for example, you know, a, a mosque or, you know, a church or something like this, any, any place of worship where there's large amounts of people praying, just take an EMF device and see how quickly the energy spikes. So why would they not be using that energy for this, especially when it's energy that could be curated within the ether? And if you have the right military apparatuses and mechanisms and technologies nearby to send this type of energy into space, it would certainly make sense. I mean, it really does make sense. Now, let's take a look at the next thing that these pins are actually made of, so to speak. Now, let's take a look. Libyan Desert Glass. This is according to HealingCrystalsForYou.com. Libyan Desert Glass are highly protective crystals and are beneficial to strengthen your will. They embody within them the vibration of the golden ray a powerful spiritual energy now before end quote before i go on i just want to say this the the libyan crystal glass has been argued in many different ways as being the product of a, of, a, of a result excuse me of an ancient nuclear war and i'll be putting up the article very shortly to provide the evidence for that but again this is like anything else in life energy is not necessarily good nor bad it comes down to how you harness it and the intention that you put it towards in the directional state of which it's going to attend to you see what i'm saying and so let's take a look over here at ancientorigins.net all right and this again i've used this site many times before very good site Let's see, desert glass formed by ancient atomic bombs, right? And what we'll be seeing here is that, again, this evidence comes not only from the Hindu verses, because there are stories suggesting that the, you know, nuclear bombs at some point in time have been dropped as well, too, that this civilization, which according to Hindu scriptures, we are the 22nd civilization in terms of there being a reset of sorts, which other cultures subscribe to as well, excuse me. But what we'll find here is that in December 1932, and I quote, Patrick Clayton, a surveyor from the Egyptian Geological Survey, drove between the dunes of the Great Sand Sea close to the Sad Plateau in Egypt when he heard crunching under the wheels. When he examined what was causing the sound, he found great chunks of glass in the sand. The find caught the attention of geologists who around the world and planted the seed for one of the biggest modern scientific enigmas. What phenomenon could be capable of raising the temperature of desert sand to at least 3,300 degrees Fahrenheit, casting it into great sheets of solid yellow-green glass? Now, end quote, before I go on, I just want to say very quickly, this is also indicative of a potential nuclear blast that seems to be specifically curated. And again, you know what's interesting? The Smithsonian picked that up. They picked this up and covered it up quickly. Guess who basically, I, I, I want to use the word owns, but we can say the biggest funder, so to speak, of the Smithsonian are the Rockefellers. What do the Rockefellers do? They hold the yearly trilateral commission. Interesting, right? And the Trilateral Commission allegedly takes place, again, close to the Orion Lines, the Nazca Lines. It takes place next to many different areas as well, too, that seem to encompass and embody the appropriate geological or geographical coordinates that Google Earth coincidentally blocks out. 
You know what I mean? Every single year, there's a different set of coordinates being blocked out. Why? Could that be a double psyop for where another meeting is really taking place? It's possible. You're going to see in Patreon later on today in the episode that we discuss that it's very possible they attend meetings in nuclear submarines, and a lot of it actually has to do with a connection to the subglobal system or the deep underground military bases within things like the Bilderberg Group or the Trilateral Commission or you name it, right? And so the reason for all of this, too, is that humans and Nordics, basically, within the alliance of a handful of other races, too, are trying to tighten up the space border or protection field with China and Russia, which is why politically on the front end, this whole thing with, you know, the Uyghur genocide in China, which is really going on, by the way, is actually being covered up and kind of just, you know, the U.S. is saying, well, what can we do exactly? Because realistically, China's got, you know, some economic pull over us quite quite a bit. That's the public end. That is true. But that's also the front end public part of it, too. To, to make excuses and to say, well, you know, we have to be very careful of this and and what and you name it, right? Now, the next thing I want to point out too is that I find this very interesting, and I spoke about this last summer, if I'm not mistaken. And I quote, this is from exopolitics.org. New evidence emerges that Monroe planned to reveal JFK saw crashed UFOs. Now, I can talk about the documents. Marilyn Monroe, allegedly she was actually murdered because uh, John F. Kennedy took her to a, U, um, a U.S. Uh, air base, uh, air force base, where he then showed her reverse engineered craft. But here's the thing. What's more important about that was Marilyn Monroe was allegedly going to expose, hold a press conference to expose UFOs, which is why uh, JFK's brother allegedly had her killed. But here's the thing as well. She was going to expose something more than that because no one, I mean, it would have been 50-50 for people to say, well, oh my gosh, you know, the flying saucer. Mind you, Roswell happened only a handful of years prior, like a, a decade or so earlier. So maybe... It was still fresh within the Western society's mindset. But the point here is this. She was going to talk about, as the document references here, if you can get close enough to read it, she was going to talk about how every time she visited this Air Force with Jack Kennedy with JFK, the president, she had to put an American pin on, but she already had one on. And she would say, Jack, why do I have to put this other pin on? It's the same thing. And he would say, listen, Marilyn, just put it on. Seriously. And that's what we're seeing here, guys. We're seeing a massive cover-up, and we're seeing that these massive gatherings with the elites of the world, it doesn't matter who, bring in civilians to make it look good, whether it's the presidential inauguration, whether it's, you know, the opening of a presidential library, whether it's, you know, the celebrate uh, the 100-year anniversary or, you know, the general anniversary of Pearl Harbor, you name it right? Whether it's, you know, with the United Nations, these events are necessary, guys, which is why what we're seeing right now is during this pandemic, people are waking up because a lot of these events publicly are having to actually occur via like, you know, uh, applications like Zoom or Skype or you name it digitally. And this is what's hurting the elites the most. The fact that they cannot extract our energy and be able to use that for different ways to harness a protective energetic field around our, our galaxy. Now, I'm not saying, honestly, guys, this is necessarily a bad thing. I'm honestly not trying to say that it's a bad thing. All I'm saying is that what right do they have to extract our energy without us knowing about it? You see what I'm saying? And so ultimately, it's kind of like, look, we have to look at the different, I guess we could say, apparatuses that are used right or excuses that are made look closely next time there's a public event on tv you're going to see certain politicians staffers as well as politicians and whatever other elites that attend they're going to be changing their pins they usually do it before they step out of their their um their security detail cars and all that but every so often you'll see them either adjusting their pin or changing it so they the whole time that they've been in office all these years and what have you as a senator governor president you name it they never touch their pin but every time they attend these events oh i gotta readjust it or I got to change it. Why? 
You see what I'm saying here? And clearly the evidence is right in front of us to suggest that this may in fact be the case. So I want you guys to let me know what you think. Hopefully I explain this as clearly as possible. Again, they're extracting the energy from those who are not wearing a particular pin with that Libyan vi- Sorry, excuse me. Did I, did I make a mistake on that? My apologies. Oh, no, sorry, with the Libyan desert grass, yes. And they're using that to protect themselves from the rest of the energy extraction that is going on, that everyone else tends to feel fatigued from when they leave. So, let me know what you guys think, and we'll catch you later on. Cheers.